0: Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. We're in Luke chapter 18, if you'll turn there, uh, looking at the healing of blind Bartimaeus, the healing of blind Bartimaeus, or how to heal the blind, or the DNA of RBC. Now, Uh, There are some times where I set it up, first of the year, maybe an anniversary day, where uh, we speak on that specifically, Uh, but it's just that this is one of the four passages we have left, uh, and it leans us towards that. Uh, And so, put down point number one, if you will, before we jump into the text, put down the mission, the mission. Uh, Christ has come into the world to seek and to save that which is lost, that's the mission, salvation. Uh, He said, I'm come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Transformation, hey, that's the mission. Uh, In fact, Isaiah 61 highlights who's going to come as Messiah uh, when it says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, opening a prison to them that are bound, to comfort all that mourn, give beauty unto ashes, and on and on and on. They're looking for that one. Uh, they, they knew that the one that did that would be Messiah. Uh, and then in a little town of Nazareth, a synagogue there, in this book, Luke chapter 4, Jesus Christ claimed this, I am Messiah, when he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. And here he adds one, the recovering of sight to the blind. The recovering of sight to the blind. Now, it's not in Isaiah's messianic prophecy, but it was in the Jewish oral history. Hey, this wasn't a surprise to them. Uh, They knew that this was a part of who they were looking for, the Messiah, when he does this, by the way, the healing of the blind, healing of the blind, uh, it's the most common miracle that the Lord Jesus Christ did. The most common miracle and and it wasn't just for a physical healing uh, so that the blind could see, but so that they could see him. So that they could follow him. So that they could honor and worship and adore uh, and, and, and absolutely fully focus on him. And so, the mission, the mission was, was salvation, giving sight to the blind in order for them to see him. But down number two, the man, the man. The man that illustrates this is in our text, he's named Bartimaeus or blind Bartimaeus. Look at 35. And it came to pass that as he was come nigh unto Jericho, keep in mind, Jericho was the most trafficked intersection in the world in that day. All travel, all commerce, all troop movement from the North Europe to the South Africa would travel past through this intersection. It was the gateway between those two places. And a certain man was there at that intersection. A certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. He illustrates us because except a man be born again, he cannot see Except a man be born again, he's blind. He's blind, spiritually uh, begging. And here he is, in verse 36, and hearing the multitude pass by. Uh, This one that was blind of eyesight would have had a more... Uh, acute hearing, no doubt he would have heard the, the, the creaking of wagon wheels passing by, pulled by oxen uh, snorting, perhaps shuffling of feet, the wooden sandals scraping the rock road, sounds of camels in conversation, people moving, traversing. But Bartimaeus was sitting, blindly begging, verse 36, and hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant, uh, kind of asking to anyone, To anyone that that would answer him, by what's going on? 37, Uh, and they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. Keep in mind, uh, it's an unflattering term of Nazareth. Uh, Kind of a derogatory term of Nazareth. And so the crowd, didn't Christ say, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Uh, And so uh, it was an unflattering term. The crowd called him that, uh, not Bartimaeus. Look at verse number 38. And he cried saying, Jesus, thou son of David. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy uh, on me. He knew that he was Messiah, uh, that royal uh, title, that kingly uh, title, knowing that he would reign on the throne of David forever. Uh, That's why he came to him, knowing he's Messiah. And Messiah would heal the blind. Bartimaeus, blind. Uh, The crowd saying he's Jesus of Nazareth, and he said, not to me. To me, he's Jesus, Messiah, uh, Jesus, thou son of David, 39. And they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace, but he cried so much the more, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me, verse 40. And Jesus stopped in his tracks, Uh, and Jesus fully focused, uh, on him, put down number three, the Messiah. The Messiah. We have the mission. Uh, the mission was blind eyes seeing to see him, worship him, uh, adore him, follow him. Uh, and then the man, the man that was blind, begging. Uh, and, and now the Messiah. Look at verse 40. And Jesus stood, commanded him to be brought unto him and uh, when he was come near. Uh, oh, to have the faith of Bartimaeus. Uh, Bartimaeus' faith fully focusing on, uh, on Messiah. You say, well, where's that faith? Uh, The faith was in his proclamation, Jesus, thou son of David. Uh, The faith was in the fact that uh, he wasn't calling him, well, he's from Nazareth. We're not really sure about him as of yet. Uh, Bartimaeus said, boy, as for me, he's Messiah. By the way, uh, you also see the faith in Mark's parallel account, the synoptics, when Jesus called for him uh, in verse 50 of chapter 10, uh, and Bartimaeus casting away his garment casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Uh, You see, in that day, uh, beggars, blind beggars would have a special garment, uh, a special colored garment, uh, almost like a permit to beg. So there wouldn't be panhandlers everywhere. There'd be uh, permitted, permitted by that that garment. And and so here's Bartimaeus uh, saying he's not healed yet. He's still blind now. Uh, If he doesn't get healed, he'll never find that garment, uh, that busy crowd, uh, the shuffling uh, of people. Uh, And he said, by faith, I'm not going to need this anymore. Uh, By faith, he's Messiah. He's going to heal me. And he cast his garment uh, aside. Verse 40. And Jesus stood, commanded him to be brought unto him. Uh, When he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Uh, And he said, Lord, Lord, supreme authority, Lord, thou son of David, uh, Lord, Messiah, that I may receive my sight, which brings us to number four, write it down, the miracle, Uh, the miracle, verse 42, and Jesus said unto him, receive thy sight, thy faith has saved thee, and uh, immediately he received his sight, but not just for a physical healing, look at it, Uh, and immediately he received his sight and followed him and glorified him. He received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. What a miracle. What a transformation. No doubt about it. Messiah is working in a great way. But don't miss the message, and it's in point number five. Write it down. The method the method in the blessing, the method in the healing. Hey, what method did Christ use to give sight to the blind? Someone would say, well, pastor, that's easy. You see it in verse number 42. And Jesus said unto him, receive thy sight. And so uh, what's the method that was used by Christ to give sight to the blind? Uh, He simply spoke the miracle. He simply spoke that transformation unless you cross-reference it to Matthew. And in Matthew's account... Uh, It would add another detail. Bartimaeus, same event. Uh, It's not just he said. Matthew would also add, and he also touched. Well, is there a contradiction? No, there's not a contradiction. Uh, It's just Luke didn't give all the details here. Uh, Matthew added one more detail uh, there. Uh, I'm not sure that he even gave every detail there, uh, but I think that, that Christ knew, God knew, we have a tendency to magnify the method. Uh, We have a tendency to say, okay, uh, what what did he do exactly? Tab A, slot B, uh, step one, step two, step three, the method, the method, the method. Uh, At times, we have a tendency to so magnify the method that we miss the mission. We miss the mission, uh, and we also minimize Messiah. Uh, The 24 years that we've been here, I can't tell you how many pastors have called saying, uh, uh, we've heard about Rosedale, just all the blessings and the testimony, the growth, and uh, how God has has just uh, enlarged it and increased it. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're doing. And what they're asking for is a method. Uh, tell me, uh, is it this? Is it this? Are you doing this? And and what they want is give me what tab A and slot B is. Uh, giving me those, those three keys, those three steps. Give me the method. But I never do because it's not about the method. It's about Messiah who has smiled down upon his church. It's about our God, our God. It's God's church, and he's doing a great job with it. It's not about the method. In fact, a lot of times we'll so magnify the method that we'll miss the mission, we'll minimize Messiah. The Pharisees were all about the method. Anybody Remember the Pharisees when they said, now you can't heal on the Sabbath. That's against our tradition. That's not according to our preference. and uh, That's the wrong method. Uh, I I think of the one time when Jesus was in the synagogue and that man that had the withered hand, he healed, he healed uh, visibly before their eyes. They saw him stretch his hand out, healing, but they were so concerned, you did it the wrong way. Uh, You did it with the wrong preference. Uh, That's not the tradition that we have. Wrong method. Uh, And they missed the fact that Messiah is right there Healing, Creator God is right there, blessing. Uh, This man that was crippled, that that had a withered hand, uh, is now made whole, and in their magnifying... Is anybody with me at all? The method, they've minimized Messiah. Uh, The Pharisees constantly, constantly... uh, Why do your disciples... They're gathering grain on the Sabbath. They're gathering grain on the Sabbath. Hey, that's not our preference. That's not our rule. That's not our tradition. They're gathering grain on the Sabbath missing the fact that he's Lord uh, of the Sabbath. Uh, Didn't the Bible say that the Pharisees taught the traditions of men uh, as if they were the commandments of God? In fact, in another place it says they made void the commandments of God by their tradition. Uh, This is my prioritized preference, and this is my preserved uh, tradition. Uh, And they were missing the miracles as they're arguing about the method. They're missing Messiah uh, as they're magnifying the method. Think about the different methods that Christ used to heal the blind. But put on your thinking cap. Uh, well, that's easy. He, he spoke the miracle. He, he spoke it. Uh, that's the right way. That's the only way. Any other way is the wrong way. That's how we've always done it. Except for the fact that he changed the method uh, in other places when he touched the blind. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's the right way. Uh, That's the only way. Uh, Any other way is the wrong way. That's how we've always done it. Uh, Until he touched one man twice. Is anybody following this at all? Uh, Remember he saw uh, men as trees walking, a second touch. Uh, I see now, uh, all men clearly, Uh, that's the way, that's the way. Uh, But it was Jesus Christ saying, hey, don't get caught up on the method. Hey, don't magnify the method. It's not about that. Uh, Another time he took clay and put it in The eyes of that blind man another time. Hey, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Uh, Vary the method. Vary the method because it's not... Which one is it, Pastor? By all of them. None of them. It's not about the method. Uh, It's about the Lord Jesus Christ, Messiah, being magnified and being glorified regardless of that method. Anybody following me at all? Uh, Look at the screens. Methods are many, missions are few. Methods may change, missions never do. Say it with me. Methods are many, missions are few. Methods may change, missions never do. He was so passionate about healing the blind, so passionate about them seeing him, following him, worshiping him, glorifying him, that relationship with them. It's almost as if Jesus Christ said it really doesn't matter the method. Okay, I'm going to speak once, I'm going to touch once, I'm going to touch twice, I'm going to clay once, pull a along. Boy, I'm going to mix it up so much that no one can so magnify the method that everyone has to acknowledge it's not about that. It's all about him. I think archery is a great illustration of this. Uh, Archery. Uh, I have some friends that uh, use compound bows when they shoot. Uh, archery. They shoot arrows. Uh, A a lot of times, though, those compound bow boys will be critical of crossbow boys. And and so some, uh, I know, will use a crossbow. Uh, I have other friends that will only use a simple bow, a recurve uh, bow. Uh, I have one friend that he'll only use a bow that he he stripped himself, he carved himself, he strung himself. He hasn't hit anything ever. I mean, just nothing ever. Uh, The different methods... They're all aiming at the same target. Different methods, they're all shooting the same direction. Different methods, they're all headed towards that same bullseye. Say it again, methods are many, missions are few. Methods may change, missions never do. We realize, right, that God changed methods. We realize that. Uh, He did so in healing the blind. Uh, Not even mentioning dispensationally, Uh, Not how someone is saved, it's a relationship. The relationship, but how God interacted with man. In the garden, they walked around naked, and and they only had one rule, okay? Uh, He doesn't interact with us. We're not walking around. I hope you're not uh, walking around naked. Uh, One rule. Uh, He interacts differently, and then the age of conscience before the Mosaic law, and then dispensation of the law, uh, the Ten Commandments, and then the church age. Well, he's trying every method he can. Uh, every method to get our attention, uh, every method to try to get us to focus on Him uh, and to strengthen our relationship with Him. It's funny, God's variety methodologically, but that single focus missionally, that single goal is blessing man, bringing man to God, strengthening that relationship with Him. Methods change, missions don't. Methods change, Missions don't. It could be as simple as, and this plays out so many different ways. On uh, some people have small groups on uh, Sunday night. Some people have small groups on. Jake Potter has them on Wednesday night. I know uh, others, Ken Baker, who has small groups throughout the weekend homes. Uh, As some call them Sunday school, some call them life group, some call them growth group, some call them uh, small group. Hey, the method is incidental. Uh, As long as it's the word of God that's being shared, the word of God that's being taught, uh, methods change, missions don't. And the problem comes as we're debating the different methods uh, we're debating, well, mine's better than yours, and yours is less than mine, and uh, I'm, I, I'm doing it the right way, you're doing it the wrong way. Uh, and as we're arguing about this, I've automatically turned my back on the target. Uh, I've automatically turned my eyes away from uh, that, that mission, Messiah, the target that we're all supposed to be focusing on. The problem comes when the compound bow boys are mocking, belittling the crossbow boys and the crossbow, it's hard to say, and, and the crossbow boys are thinking they're better than the simple bow boys, and, um, uh, and you know what I'm trying to say, uh, but, but that's where the problem is when we're thinking this is the right way, this is the only way, any other way is the wrong way. Uh, this is the right way, this is the only way, any other way is the wrong way, and, and was, as we're over here fighting about methods, we are turning our back on the target Turning our back on where we should be focused. Uh, and it plays out so many ways. I'll give you a couple. One of them is in praising and worshiping. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Singing to yourselves, speaking to yourselves in psalms, and totally different way, and hymns. By the way, uh, hymns aren't the songs that are in a hymnal, okay? Uh, just because we define it that way. Uh, there was no hymnals back then. Uh, but it's a different genre of music. Speaking, singing to ourselves in psalms, and then a totally different way. Uh, hymns, and then a totally different genre. Spiritual songs, but here's the importance. Singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord. Uh, exalting the Lord. Worshiping The Lord, uh, whether your favorite genre is psalms, favorite genre is hymn, favorite genre is spiritual song. Hey, the methods, methods uh, aren't the big deal. The mission and our focus on Messiah, worshiping and uplifting him. Boy, we end up debating by, by those that will... Uh, uh, during a worship service, well, that song's too old, or that song's too new, or that song's too fast, or that song's too slow, or the instruments are too modern, or the instruments are too uh, ancient. They're singing too emotionally. They're singing too stoically. Hey, we need to sing more of these songs. We need to sing less of those songs. Listen, if you're thinking about anything other than the Lord while you're singing it, uh, if you're focused on anything other than the Lord, uh, if you're thinking about uh, anything other than the Lord while you're singing, you're doing it wrong. And you've quite effectively turned your back on the one we should be singing about. Whether it's a brand new song or whether it's a 280-year-old Easter song, uh, either way, hey, we realize, right, that God changed methods. Uh, Christ talked about it in Matthew chapter 11. We have piped unto you and you have not danced. And so we're going to try something totally different we have mourned unto you, and you have not lamented. For John came, eating and drinking, and they say, uh, he the eating uh, uh, neither eating nor drinking, and they say he had the devil. And so we changed the method. The Son of Man came, eating and drinking, and they say, Behold a man, gluttonous, and a wine beber. Hey, we tried incredibly different methods to reach you, and you never turned to the one true God, the one true target, the one true goal, the one true God, Hey, we've tried incredibly different methods to get it across, to get it across, because methods are many. Have you heard that yet? Missions are few. Methods may change. Missions never do. Uh, The mission in healing the blind was for them to see the Lord. And so uh, at one time, he spoke the miracle. That's the church I'm going to join. Boy, that one, that one, that's the right one. Any other one's the wrong one, Uh, except when when uh, he touched, except when he touched twice. Well, that's the right one. That's the church I'm going to join. Except when he used clay, except when he uh, had another person. So many different methods. Uh, And if you don't get this understanding of this, you'll end up bouncing and bouncing, destabilized, because you're magnifying the wrong thing. Or worse yet, you'll end up worshiping a preference, worshiping a method, worshiping a tradition. Well, you take a look at Paul's preaching. Preaching. Well, I know. Preaching needs to look like this. Uh, I would do the bully Sunday pose, but I would break it. You know, I can't do it. Uh, Preaching has to look like this. And and Paul, Paul's preaching. Boy, the style, stylistically, the method he used. Uh, Well, let's let the Bible define the Bible. Uh, Some of the verbs that were used to describe his preaching are words like reasoning, opening, alleging, preaching, exhorting, comforting, charging, disputing, showing, teaching, warning, expounding, testifying, persuading. It's almost as if Paul says, boy, if I can't reach you this way, I'll try this way. If I can't make sense and reach your heart with this method, I'll try this method. You say, well, pastor, give us Bible on this. I've been giving you Bible on this. First uh, Corinthians chapter nine. Uh, let's hear from Paul himself. For though I be free from all men, I'm not going to be shackled by a By a tradition? Because this is what we've always done? Uh, For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all. Now here's the target. That I might gain the more. Shooting them to the Lord. Pointing them uh, to the Lord. For instance, unto the Jews I became a Jew. That's a method. That I might gain. The Jews, that's the target. To them that are under the law. A completely different method. uh, As under the law... That I might gain them that are under the law. That's the target. To them that are without the law. Totally opposite method uh, to them that are under the law, but to them that are without the law. Uh, I'm going to change that method. Uh, And then parenthetically he says, yes, it only goes so far. I'm not going to sin as I change. I'm going to make sure I'm inside of the confines uh, of the word of God. Being not without the law to God, but under the law to Christ. Uh, To them that are under the law as without the law. That I might gain them that are under the law. Twenty-two. To the weak became I as weak, That I might gain the weak, Look at it, I am made all things to all men, That I might by all means save some. I am made all things to all men, That I might by all methods save some. That I am made all things to all men, That I might by all methods save some, And this I do for the gospel's sake, This I do for the gospel's sake, Again, you've heard, right? Methods are many, missions are few. Methods may change. Missions never do. And the Pharisees were always about magnifying the method, prioritizing their preference, preserving their tradition this way, only way, every other way is the wrong way. Now listen, when you do that, if you don't understand this, why pretty soon you'll end up deifying that. I think about Numbers 21. Remember when Uh, They were uh, criticizing and murmuring. And God sent those poisonous fiery serpents. And uh, people were sickening. They were dying. And so God gave them the answer. It was that brazen serpent. That brazen serpent, just look and live. That brazen serpent, God reversed the curse with that brazen serpent. The problem was they started worshiping that brazen serpent method. They started magnifying that brazen serpent uh, method, tradition, uh, until 2nd Kings chapter 18 years later, Hezekiah broke in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. For unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense to it. They worshipped it. Uh, they adored it. They magnified it even above the Messiah. And listen, uh, when you're magnifying the method or the preference, it's no longer a preference, it's an idol. They're worshiping it. And so what did Moses do? Uh, Moses picked up up that brazen serpent, uh, and he threw it on the ground, breaking it in pieces, saying, Nahushtan. Nahushtan, it's only a piece of brass. Uh, Nahushtan, it's only a bow. Uh, Nahushtan, it's only a method. Well, you have to be careful. And I get we have preferences. I get uh, this is the way, my tradition and and how I feel, but if we ever magnify it at that level, the method is not a hill worth dying on, the mission is. The method is not a hill worth dying on, Messiah is. Preserving a tradition uh, is not a hill worth fighting over, but bringing people to Christ is. Exalting the Lord Jesus Christ, He absolutely is. By healing the blind, was so important to Christ, he almost said, it doesn't matter how you heal the blind. Uh, and I'm going to mix it up so no one focuses on that. Uh, the method incidental, the mission critical. The method incidental, the presence of the Lord critical. And I'm only hitting a couple of them. This plays out in so many different ways. Well, the older generation, well, the millennials. The older generation, uh, the mill- millennials. You know, a lot of times we'll do this with how people dress coming to church. Some people dress up, and I'm for that. Some people wear what they always wear, no pretense, and I'm for that. I'm for either side of that, and someone will say, well, I think we should wear our best on Sunday. I think we should wear our best on Sunday. You know no one does that. I went to church wearing my best one time 30 years ago when I wore a tuxedo, Uh, and my wife wore this long, white, flowing dress and this train, uh, and she had a veil over her face. Uh, You know, since then, we've never worn that to church. Would anybody agree with me on that? Well, we need to wear our best. None of us do that. Uh, And it's a lot like Romans chapter 14 where one regards a day above another, uh, another regards all the days the same. If you're doing it to the Lord, uh, if you're focusing on the Lord, hey, one eat meat offered to idols, Uh, another doesn't eat meat offered to idols. Uh, As long as you're focused on the Lord, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Uh, Why, methods are many. Missions are few. Methods may change. Missions never do and one of the goals of church hebrews chapter 10 uh, is encouraging people to love in good works uh, encouraging people to love in good works uh, and i'm not sure i'm encouraging people to love in good works if i'm critical about what they wear i'm not sure in fact i'm sure i'm not I'm not sure I'm encouraging people to love and good works. If I insist, they sing what I like. I insist, and they're wrong if they don't. In fact, I'm sure that I'm not encouraging them. I'm missing the target. You know, another one of the goals for church is feed the flock of God. We come to to feast on next passage, to feast on next chapter. Have you ever been so dressed up? that you feel a little awkward trying to eat the spaghetti and meatballs that's in front of you, that's twirling and spaghetti sauce everywhere. You ever been there? Uh, Mashed potatoes and gravy running down the front here, a little stiff, a little awkward. Hey, listen, I'd rather someone wear a, a Snuggie to church and just feast on the Word of God. That may be a little too far. But anyway, I'd rather someone be comfortable, whether it's suit and tie, comfortable, uh, whether it's business casual, comfortable, because it's about him. It's about the word. Methods are many. Missions are few. Methods may change. Missions uh, never do. Some would rather go to a church where their method is followed, their tradition is preserved, their preference is prioritized, even if the pastor there has never taught through one book of the Bible. Uh, even if it's bible light, it's a pop psychology, it's uh, opinion and politics. Hey, but their preference, their tradition, their, 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 their method. But we're missing the target if we're magnifying this more than we're magnifying this. Someone put it this way. They said 60% of the world has never tasted ice cream, and we're arguing about which flavor is the best. Sixty percent of the world has never trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, and we're arguing about which style of church is right or wrong. Our mission is so much bigger than a preference or a method or a tradition. Mark chapter 9, John answered him saying, Master, we saw when casting out devils in thy name, he hit the bullseye, well, he nailed it, hit the target, Uh, We saw when casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him because he followeth not us, and he followeth not us, not using our method. And we forbade him because he followeth not us. He's following not us. He's not using our preference, our tradition. He's not following our method. Uh, But Jesus said, Forbid him not, for there's no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil uh, of me. Uh, Now, who we are, we have a wide reach who we are. Uh, We have an eclectic, diverse church. That's who we are, and that's absolutely who we want to be. Uh, I hope we're always passionate about healing the blind, uh, always passionate about finding a method that'll reach someone. Uh, And yes, there's some things we never change. Uh, He's the head of the church, Uh, the the bodily resurrection, the gospel, uh, reaching the community, preaching the word of God. There's some things that are big pillars, but there's so much that, that people. Snip and bite and criticize because of the method. The method uh, that's over here. I've asked Michael Euphemia uh, to come up and, and to help out with my last illustration. Michael Euphemia uh, is the newest pastoral staff member, and I know it's hard to believe. He's also the youngest pastoral staff member. <laughs> and uh, Michael was was ordained just the other day. Uh, pastoral staff doing a great job. And so Michael, uh, pick one of your bows, whichever bow you want, and. I assumed you would take the newest, most progressive bow. Uh, That's his bow. By the way, as a disclaimer, we don't have any arrows up here, no bolts up here, no ammunition up here, because I knew we'd have kids up here. And so uh, uh, that's his bow. And and I, because I'm the old guy on the platform, he's the young kid, I'm the old guy, uh, I'm going to use the bow that's the furthest to the right, the most traditional one there is. Uh, I'm going to use the bow that I've always used because I never change. And so uh, as long as we're shooting at the same target, and the target isn't a bale of hay. The target is the Lord Jesus Christ. As long as we're uh, singing to the Lord, worshiping the Lord, uh, we're ministering, whether therefore you eat or drink, whatsoever you do, all to the glory of God. Unto him be glory in the church. Hey, as long as we're focusing on the target, uh, yes, we, we have a few differences between us, of course. But we're shooting at the same goal, serving the same Messiah. Absolutely. And as long as we're focused here, yeah, there's some differences, but, but they go away because we are a multicultural, a multi-generational uh, church, eclectic, diverse church, because we're all focused on things that never change. The gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ, the glory of God. And, and as long as we do that, that's where the diversity comes. But as soon as we get our eyes off of that, Him, our target, and start focusing on uh, each other, uh, him, the young kid, I'm the old guy, and we start criticizing each other about, uh, about how we dress. He must have thought we were going to Six Flags because he's not dressed for church. <laughs> he's not dressed for church, said the old guy to the young guy. And then the young guy looking at the old guy, yeah, we're still pretty much shooting at the same target, uh, looking at the old guy saying, did you just come from a funeral? And, and stylish, if you're in the 90s, stylish. And, and so we're still shooting at the same target, and then uh, we get on music. We get on music, and I uh, kindly give him constructive criticism. I hate your music. And uh, I don't want to be the old guy that's shouting at the young kids, get off my lawn, get off my lawn, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. But anyway, and then uh, the young kid saying to the old guy, hey, what you sing isn't music. Uh, And uh, you really want a new song all the time? You really want to sing a 280-year-old song? Boy, when we start focusing on the differences this way, uh, we'll stop magnifying Messiah. We're magnifying the method, and pretty soon we'll start targeting each other. We'll start targeting and shooting at and nitpicking and fault-finding. And that's what the Pharisees did constantly, constantly, because they weren't focused on the target. They were focused here, focused here, focused here. Uh, And you know the worst part about focusing here is that Messiah who should be worshipped is no longer worshipped. Messiah who we should be focusing on, we're no longer focusing on. By the king of kings, uh, the one who reigns supreme because we're so busy focusing this way. You don't look like me, act like me, you don't do what I would do, uh, nor vice versa. Uh, But we're shooting at the same goal. Uh, And listen, I'm sure that as far as the church, that uh, we don't have a problem with church members criticizing each other about how they dress. I can't imagine or... Uh, critical of music, but listen, we shouldn't just tolerate each other. Okay, he's in the same church, I'll put up with them, and he can do his thing, I'll do my thing. Uh, We shouldn't just tolerate each other, we should educate each other. Boy, the crossbow shoots, uh, it shoots twice the velocity of a simple bow. Boy, educating, educating. Uh, the, the simple bow is the, the easiest to maintain. The simple bow uh, has authenticity over the years. And, and so we should educate each other. Uh, the crossbow and the compound bow uh, are birthed from the simple bow. They're a close relationship just with more technology and uh, more advancement. And we should educate. We shouldn't just tolerate. We should educate. And then we should even learn to appreciate. Well, I appreciate how a younger generation is pointing people to Christ. Same goal, same God, same gospel. Boy, I appreciate, and he appreciates it, that, that I've been shooting same goal, same God for 60, 50, 40 years, that, that, that longevity. But we learn to appreciate each other, but we need to get to the point where we even fully embrace the other. And boy, I do see why. Well, I get why you prefer this. And, and yeah, as the old guy, I still prefer the, the simple bow but I can appreciate, and now I understand why you use the compound bow. And the young kid saying, "Uh, yeah, I get that, and boy, the simplicity of that, Uh, and and I still prefer the compound bow, but I have learned to appreciate uh, and understand why you use the simple bow. Listen, this is who we are. This is who we always want to be, Uh, and Michael, I do appreciate. There's beauty in both. There's beauty in both. We're better together. There's beauty in both. Let's give Michael a big hand for helping out. <clears throat> Next time you come up, wear a tie, uh, and stay off my lawn. And um, the last DNA of RBC that I preached, I talked about how Hannah had gotten a new bank account, and I asked her, "Well, what bank are you banking with?" And she said the name. I can't remember what the name is. And she said, "I said, well, where's that ad?" And She pulled out a card out of her wallet, uh, and she held it up. I said, yeah, I get a debit card. I I understand, but where's your bank at? And she pushed it closer to my face, and I said, "Uh, no, no. When you fill out a deposit slip, you drive to a bank, you look at the teller, uh, you give it under that that window. Where do you go? And she shoved it even closer to my face. Uh, And since then, I've learned not only educating myself, uh, appreciating what she does, I've actually learned... To fully embrace, that is the only way I bank anymore. Mobile depositing, picture of the check. Uh, I didn't understand any of it until I opened up and said, okay, maybe it's not of the devil. Uh, Maybe it's not innately wrong. Uh, Let me see why, why that simple bow or that compound bow, not just tolerating, educating, fully appreciating and eventually fully embracing. This is who we are. This is what we intentionally try to do. Have a multi-generational reach. And we'll always, to an extent, preferentially reach for the young crowd. And at the same time, we'll always, to an extent, preferentially reach to the old crowd. That's why we're almost a dichotomy when someone comes in. Well, you're not like that extreme uh, church over here. Uh, And you're also not way over here. You're kind of a blend. You're kind of a... A balance and that's who we want to be. A church that, that majors on the majors. The gospel uh, preaching the word of God uh, almost two times through now preaching the word of God. Uh, glorification of, uh, of Christ and exalting uh, Him and, uh, and reaching our community. Uh, uh, those are the majors. Those are the majors. Uh, but then we also intentionally minor uh, on the minors. But we don't make a big deal out of something that God has not made a big deal out of. Have you heard yet that methods are many? Have you heard that? Missions are few. Methods may change. Missions never do. I'm going to have a word of prayer, and then I want to show you a clip from what we preached two and a half years ago. But I hope we get it. I hope we we really start thinking this through. That way you don't just put up with the other generation. You fully appreciate, embrace And yeah, we still have our preferences. We understand why we reach as wide as we do. Let's pray, and then let's check out a video. Lord, thank you for being our God, for being our King, for trying so many methods to reach us, to wake us, sending so many diverse people to speak into our lives, be it a preacher or a pastor or a teacher or a a mom or a dad or someone that gave us the track or someone that's living out the Christian life in front of us, so many different ways. And Lord, thank you that in healing the blind, you modeled it so that we don't so magnify the method that we minimize who you are, that we miss the mission that you've called us to do. God, I do pray that you'll bless. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Check out the screens. There's a lot of ministries out there that are really good at at their one-dimensional, their one-generational ministry. I'm talking about, yes, they're thriving, and that one-dimensional, that one-generational ministry, but because they never stretch beyond their preferential, uh, they never stretch beyond their comfortable, uh, it's usually a gradual thing, but that moment in time when they need to pass the baton of ministry pass the baton of their faith pass the baton of their church because they never took the time to reach and stretch they were insistent about who they were their preferences when it comes time to pass the baton there's no one to pass it to and the church dies there's always generational gaps there's always generational gaps Uh, He doesn't always wear what I wear, and I can't possibly fit in what he wears. But anyway, uh, a lot of times it will be merging and and blending at times, but, but there's generation gaps, our communication, the way we deal with finances, the way we deal with relationship, and if we're trying to, I'm insistent, this is how it has to be, my style, my culture, it has to be like, I want it. When it comes time to pass the baton, a church dies, a ministry fails. Our adult kids walk away from the Lord. But what we need to do is both of us need to remember our purpose. Our our purpose is not preserving the styles of the 1960s or preserving a culture of the 1970s. That's not our purpose. Our purpose is the gospel. Our purpose is glorifying the Lord. Our purpose is loving loving people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Our purpose is so much bigger than our preferentials. We need to remember our purpose. We need to reach out in partnership, both sides. Boy, I'm grateful for Stephen, Stephen's grateful for me. I pray for Stephen, Stephen prays for me. Uh, I learned from Stephen, Stephen learns from me. We minister together uh, and that gap, that gap, boy we close that gap as we remember our purpose as we reach out in partnership and then as we realize our priorities, boy the big rocks that we have, the big commonalities that we have, uh, those things, reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have so much more in common. Those big rocks, then yeah, there's some preferentials, and yeah, there's some comfortables that are a little bit different. But when we when we understand the big rocks, Jesus is Lord, uh, people need Christ, there's a heaven, there's a hell, we need to impact Baltimore with the gospel. Uh, there's, though there's still going to be some differences, not only will we successfully pass the baton someday, We can serve as a multi-generational family with one heart and one spirit serving the Lord. By the way, what you've just seen is the answer to our adult kids leaving church never to darken the doors again. What you've seen is the answer to churches that once thrived and then they died because they weren't stretching beyond the preferential, stretching beyond the comfortable. Yeah, there's some things we don't stretch on, the Word of God preaching the Word of God, uh, biblically-based, scripturally so sermons, dripping with the Word of God. There's some things we don't stretch on, but there's so many peripherals, so many window dressings, uh, preferentials that we do stretch on. What you've just seen is the answer to ministries that die. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.